Tree. Hi and welcome to Mind Yourself podcast. I am here with Georgina and Betty and we are going to be talking about being kind. How are we doing girls? Good. Good. Yeah. I'm doing fabulous, thank you very much for asking. Uh, now following on from our previous podcast and our thoughts and explorations, uh, what I would like us to do is talk about, I know you've done some research, Betty you've been looking into how we can define a specific word. So rather than steal your thunder, uh, maybe you should start, Bet. Give us some insights into what word and what you've been exploring. Okay, so um, I decided to talk about a child's book, my little boy's book, Seb's. Yeah. Uh, it's called Kind. So it's Axel Scheffler who wrote it. He He's actually famous for being an illustrator. For the Gruffalo. Yeah, so uh, all Julia Donaldson books are illustrated by Axel. And he's wrote a book called Kind. So um, I decided to talk about that because it seemed relevant. And I think that adults make being kind a lot more difficult. One thing I just want to talk about before I mention this book is kids see being kind as a very simple thing so the other morning me and Seb walked to nursery together every single morning and we got to the crossing and this the, these two cars pulled up and these two men were hanging out of the car and they were really yelling at each other they were swearing and everything but they were both really really cross and we were crossing the road and I just ignored them I didn't say anything and when we got to the side of the road Seb just looked up at me and he went Mummy, that those two men, and he was like looking at me, shaking his head, and he said that wasn't kind. And I said, no, <laughs> darling, it wasn't. But I think, imagine if we just had that simplicity of there might be someone driving like an idiot, but you don't need to hang out your car and yell at them on a Monday morning at seven twenty a.m. And I think if we just had that like simplicity, like this book, I'm certainly going off on a tangent here, but that this book talks to children about being kind in the simple way that it is and it's humans older humans adults that make yeah. being kind more complicated so but we do don't we so that and that's one of the issues because one of the challenges that we've currently got is that we don't make kindness the simplicity of kindness we don't display it what we do is and i think right now is particularly if we follow on from um, The weekend, and I know we previously spoke about Caroline Flack and um, her death by suicide, but ultimately suicide as a whole, or just mental health, anxiety, depression, awareness, is that our complicated elements, we say one thing and we do something else. Mm. And actually that be more kid and be more simple and actually do what you say you're gonna do, is that's the difference, is we say we're going to be kind and we're not. We don't do it. People don't do it. They'll say it, they'll post these lovely quotes and you know, there's t-shirts, there's everything now around being, be kind. But the reality of it is, and this is my challenge to everybody who's, who's listening is, you've got to do it. Stop just talking about it and do it. Yeah, and I think it's, it's, you, it's just every little thing that you do during your day. So like when you are driving your car, there are going to be people on the road that don't drive the way that you do. So, i.e. those two Let's hope they don't all drive like you, but Well, <laughs> let's hope not. what <laughs> you're laughing at, G. I think 
that my drag is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it's even just thinking like that, you know, driving along in the car, someone might be driving like an idiot, might be driving really, really fast and erratic and stupid, not naming any names, me. But, um, and mum. And mum, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, there might be a reason why they're doing that. And don't, don't waste thoughts and waste energy yelling at that person or you know do you know what i mean like yeah, displaying what you're getting at is you don't know what kind of day they're having so for example i was in the car and jude was screaming and reuben was just constantly going mummy mummy jude jude mummy mummy as if i couldn't hear him and i was just sat in the car like oh my goodness this is absolute chaos and then if somebody cut me up also that, I probably would have reacted differently. And it's mm. just because you don't realise what kind of day anybody's having. So being kind and letting somebody out in a junction, I mean, we might be like, oh, thank God for that. Let me put something in, because I think you're right. I think you're right, totally right. Sorry to talk all these scraps. Okay. In regards to is the being kind bit is easy to say, but actually my, my challenge, and I've actually challenged a couple of people today on this, um, is about being more human and actually being human to human and connecting with people better. And and what you're saying, Georgie, is really, really true is we assume so much about a another person. We even assume it about ourselves. But this assumption of others, and I know, Betty, you shared with us um, the um, post that the parents of Caroline Flack had shared today that didn't mm-hmm. actually get posted. Um, which gives you a completely different insight and understanding of what she was going through or in her own words um, rather than it being distorted or somebody else's perception. We do not know and will never know what somebody else is going through ever, genuinely. Unless they sit down and tell you face to face, this is how I feel, this is what I'm going through, this is my current situation. The rest is all pure assumption and us thinking we know what the other person says or does or feels. And we say it a lot. Think about our language. Oh, they think this. Oh, they, they mm. must be feeling this. How do we know? But also, Mum, I think we mentioned this in the last in our first podcast. Even if that person who's feeling, you know, maybe they're not having such a good day, even if they're talking about how they feel, sometimes even they can't describe it properly so even then you can't assume that you understand exactly how they feel about something yeah that's so true there's many times that i've tried to explain why i'm anxious to jack or you two know what i'm i don't know why i'm talking about driving so much but you two know what i'm like when i get in the car and i just lose my mind and i can't think straight but trying to explain that to someone that doesn't have anxiety or doesn't get anxious about getting in the car it's, it, they just think you're being really ridiculous so mm-hmm. imagine Sis, why sorry talk about this it. is so random but i just feel like it needs a little special <laughs> mention do you remember when i first passed my driving test and i was convinced that i couldn't drive if you were in the car yeah <laughs> like, that convinced convinced a lot that. of things better about your car at that time you actually were convinced you could actually burn calories whilst you drove i do believe that that day Sorry, this is also going off on a tangent, but uh, remember she was once doing a hill start outside of Parish Church. 
Georgie, my car won't start. It's not going anywhere. And she had a handbrake on. Anyway. <laughs> moving on. I think I, anyway. I, think I was actually crying at one point during that moment. We <laughs> digress. Um, I'm currently reading, and I think this is a, a, a really good insight into what we've just been talking about, but I'm reading a book, Malcolm Gladwell. I'm not reading it. I'm doing the audio book because, you know, I'm a lover of audio books. Malcolm Gladwell. Um, fantastic book he's a very famous author uh, but it's called Talking to Strangers and the book explains um, it ultimately challenges what we perceive to be the truth and actually how we interpret strangers versus people that we know and actually all it does is highlight through a we actually don't know anybody um, other than ourselves and sometimes most people don't know themselves either because we don't explain or or talk about things that example that we did the other day about when you were up here in edinburgh and we talked about values and feelings and the ability to talk about actually how am i feeling and i actually probably share this on uh the podcast link as well but there is a uh, a psychological um uh, product called the feelings wheel by Gloria Wilcox and then Pluchik, I think is his name or it might be Pluchik, um Robert Pluchik who wrote about Pluchik. So, Pluchik. Um, oh Pluchik not Pluck Pluck as in P-L-U-K-C-H-I-K I think it's that anyway the, the feelings wheel but ultimately what it talks about is that we are brought up in society to articulate our feelings in very um kind of categorized way so we say we're sad or we're happy or we're angry but actually what if you explore those things you could be angry because you're annoyed and you're annoyed because you feel you've been ignored that could be one of the reasons so actually you're not angry you're feeling ignored so it's this exploratory of really understanding that we don't articulate how we feel we don't tell people and really explain how we feel because sometimes we don't even know ourselves and I think this is a, as a parent to parent and um, parent to child, as you are both mine, um, is that we do need to get better at that. We do need to understand how we explain ourselves. Therefore, somebody else can help us. And sometimes, do you know what? If you can't, you just have to sit there and, and just allow somebody to, to be because we're not good at that either. We're too busy. Yeah, that is so true. Filling the space with, with noise. That can talk about anything to anybody. Um, but sometimes the power of silence and the ability to just be with somebody, it's uncomfortable, you know, and it's uncomfortable with somebody who's going through a bad a bad um, stage or, or they're in a bad place or something's not going right for them. So what we do is we'll avoid them or we'll say something else or we won't be kind and we'll say something nice to the face and then we'll go home and say something blooming horrible to our partners and, and stuff like that. So I think it's it, it kind of encompasses everything. That simplicity that, you know, Seb and, um, <clears throat> and Rue talk about um, being kind. They see it, that it's them, it's black or white. There's no grey yeah. in the middle. Being kind is genuinely just being kind. Yeah, exactly. That, and it's not... Being kind isn't necessarily a feel. Well, it isn't a feeling. It's 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 an action, isn't it? So, like this book, this this uh, child's book, Axel's book, um, he called kind. Co yeah, called kind. <laughs> throughout it, I've like pulled out different words that are just used throughout the book. It's not a very long book, but it's things like smiling, hugging, helping, holding hands, telling stories, listening to stories. Uh, caring, being patient, sharing and being curious. So it's all 
things that we know how to do, we've been doing them since we were children, you know, since we were at nursery, since we were at school. So why as adults do we make it just such a mission to be kind? Why just life we? experiences, what? I think. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah, but what is that, Georgie? But what that, surely it should do the opposite. Surely life experiences should make us more kind, not less mm. kind. Yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. But I think a lot of people would, when they go through something traumatic, instead of dealing with it straight away, they they have all these things built up inside of them. And then when something happens, instead of reacting the right way, the kind way to somebody else, they translate their trauma on somebody else. And, and they will say, oh, well, this happened to me. And that's, it's really awful when this happens. And you're never going to get over it. And it's, it takes years and years. And I think, that's what then happens. It's like us women when we have children, other women do this thing where they tell you how awful it is and tell you how uh, how much of an awful experience you might have in childbirth. And it's the same thing. So they're just being kind and just saying to them, oh, it's, it's life-changing experience, you're gonna really enjoy it. They then translate all their trauma onto, onto somebody else. And I just think it's really- All right, I've got, got, got a good question then. So being kind and being truthful. So mm. just your example there, Childbirth, for anybody, particularly male listening, um, isn't pleasant and is very uncomfortable and it hurts. <laughs> and it so hurts when somebody, like, yeah, so maybe that person <laughs> believes that they're being kind because they are telling you the truth. They are telling you that. So how do you then establish being kind and being honest and candid and truthful? Because ultimately what we could say is that by being kind, we mask what we're really thinking or, and that's of no benefit to another human being at, at all. We have can, to be truthful. Can I, yeah. answer that? can I answer that question? Go for it. Go for I it. think being kind and being honest, um, oh, sorry, I did not start that sentence right. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, I think, so let's use a childbirth example. If a woman, I think you've got to apply common sense to things, right? So okay. if a woman is, you know, I'm heavily pregnant and I'm um, anxious about giving birth. And I say to you, I am so worried about pushing this baby out. It's then, that's usually the point where other women go, Oh my god, I know, right? Because when it happened to me, I literally my legs fell off and um, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> I was so much pain. Yeah, right, I'm being, I'm, I'm being dramatic. But do you get my point? That's at, that, it's at that point where women then tell that woman who's anxious about their bad experience. Yeah, I get, you should right. Right. So, so, so being kind at that point would just be saying, You'll but be fine, women, don't worry about it. We're designed to give birth yeah. and you're going to be absolutely fine. You're a strong, independent woman. Right, so I'm going to challenge you on this because I actually think you're wrong. So, uh, oh, you would. I So I candidly believe that to be truthfully kind and to be a good human being, you have to be truthful in all you do. Truth can hurt and all these cliche statements. But what I would say in that particular example, because we're going through it, is that I would say, and I would say, yeah, do you know what? It does hurt, 
Although, can we just say the joy and the that first look at that little face and the unbelievable feelings that you get that you think, my God, this is an I have created this thing. This is amazing. This thing. Sorry, I thought you said this is an I, like you've given birth to a giant eyeball. You can't ignore it. You can't ignore the truth of a situation. If you're sat with somebody who is in a really bad place or is highly anxious or, and you say to them, well, don't worry, tomorrow's another day. At no point is that being kind. Yeah, that, that is. Yeah, that is yeah. and, and actually, is worse. Is you, know, you have to say, do you know what? If that's how you feel, that is really shit. That's not nice. And you know, and there are times when we have to be really careful. And we talked about this last time. Is we are not them. They may be going through the exact same situation or experience we went through. Okay, so you might meet somebody who's lost their dad by suicide. I might meet a woman who's lost her husband by suicide. I cannot be them. I don't have their story, so I can't sit there and go, "Do you know what? I know how you feel," because I have no idea how they feel. And that's the honest bit. That's the what would you say then? In that in that instance, you met somebody so instead of saying to them. and I I know how you feel and then go into your story Mm -hmm. how else would you approach that well I would say to them so how does it feel how are you feeling right now what can I do is there anything I can share with you with my experience it's not yours but I could share something with you you ask I think there's this ultimate thing about underlying permission this ability to connect with somebody by not just being because what we think we do is and I think empathy and sympathy are big words and get overused for many reasons. But what we do is we think we're being empathetic by telling somebody our story first and foremost. But actually, 99.9% of people just want to be heard. They want to be able to say, this is how I feel. And you go, do you really? That's awful. And I'm really sorry that you feel like that because that's honesty and that's being kind. But I think we're getting to the point where we we dismiss people. I mean, I've been, since we decided we were doing this podcast and then um, on Mind Yourself, the social feed, and, and followed some incredible charities and support groups. And, you know, there are some incredible people out there who do the right thing, but also they'll, they'll mask the reality of what is, it really is. You know, this is our action of us doing this podcast is to highlight our situation and our experience that therefore means that somebody else might relate to it but it's not their story but there will be elements that go yeah that makes sense oh my yeah I could do that or and that's the idea of it we're not here just to um, constantly talk about you know the wonderfulness of Pete and his decision that he made because there is another element to that and this is a big thing for me and I don't think I've ever said this to you girls but in regards to his I respect Pete's decision and it took me a long time to get to that point that I've never been angry with him I've only ever felt absolute sadness that he's he felt that that was his only solution so for me, I have to respect that that was his decision. Is that a good thing to do? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Um, but I, I just want us to realize that empathy and sympathy don't mean that we have to tell our story every single time. It means sometimes we've just got to go, that is really shit and I'm sorry you feel that way. Tell me more about it. Explain you know, how you're feeling. What I found interesting growing up, I used to... Um don't know why I used to feel really pissed off when people used to say sorry to me if I said like yeah 
my dad, my, 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 my dad died or you know my dad's not around and people would say oh I'm, I'm sorry about that I used to I remember I used to get really annoyed and I'd, I'd, I'd in my head I'd be saying what are you saying sorry for you've not done anything wrong stop saying sorry about it I'd feel bitter about them saying sorry I don't know why I mean as I've got gotten older I say sorry to people if something's, you know, happened to them that's not very nice, whether it be death or, or anything. It could just be they've had a bit of a shit day. And I'll, and I'll say sorry to them. I don't know where I'm going with this. I think I just... Um, that's something I've learned recently to embrace, that if someone's saying sorry, they, they are saying the right thing. They're not saying the wrong thing because they're not trying to relate to you. They're just saying sorry, like that is not, that's not nice. Whatever you've just told me is not very nice. And I'm sorry that you feel like that, or I'm sorry that's happened to you. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, and also, I think your point was that you personally didn't like it because you were on the receiving end of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, so maybe, it, yeah. It's, it's also a very odd thing for somebody to say to you, I think. Like when you, when you, when you do say, share your story about our dad, and then someone says sorry, it just makes you feel a bit like, Right, like it doesn't seem to fit right with me, so I, I get where you're coming from with that. So but let me also get why you say it as well. Great way of dealing with this. So, one, we've got to understand why might somebody say sorry because they have no idea what the frick to say, they are completely no, I, lost. I, for yeah, words. I don't, I don't yeah, but, think it's just that though. I think, sorry, go on. No, because there's a really great way of doing something with this and learning something from it. So when somebody says sorry, that it's either really bad rapport or they're trying to connect with you and they're just not doing it very, very well. But a technique that you can use is just say thank you. And you say thank you in the context. So if somebody says something to you that says, you know, you know, if you were explaining, oh no, no, my dad actually died by suicide and it's actually, you know, the current situation's affecting me. What you should say is, instead of saying, oh, I'm sorry to hear that, you say, thank you for sharing that with me. That's, that's made me feel really special because you've actually spoken to me about it. And actually, by doing that, what that is true empathy, that's true kindness, because the person is actually stopping to make an effort to say, thanks for sharing that with me, because it's a big deal to share this stuff with people. It's a big deal to sit down and tell somebody how you, you might be having a really bad day, and actually, you can't even explain it. You know, all of us and most, I would say 99.99% again, of people listening to a podcast are gonna live in a home. They've got a roof over their head. They've got food on the table. They've got heating and water and toilets. You know, 40% of the population in the world does not have those things. So there's a realization that we've got lots of things already, but somebody might still feel bad irrespective they've got all these wonderful things in their life, irrespective of if life seems hunky-dory from the outside. If I feel as an individual internally that I don't know how to deal with the day, and then somebody tells you and actually has the courage and the vulnerability and the, the nerve to sit down and go, I'm having a really bad day. And you go, I'm oh, sorry to hear that. But if you actually said to them, thank you for sharing that with me what can i do to help you it's mm. it's a massive yeah. powerful shift change on you know and this kind of goes back to everything that we're talking about the power of words and how we communicate and what we do with those words is we use them so blasé and irrespective and we don't care about our words we've got to care about our words because our words matter 
you know they have a massive impact on somebody and we can dismiss them think about arguments you've had or you know you two have had many an argument and a scrap and a fight and you'll say something the first time your child says to you i hate you Thank girls, you've both said it to me. Um, but in regards to it, it is one of the most devastating things, and I use that word um, in its right context because it literally is. Unfortunately, by the time it got to Max and he said it to me, I was quite dismissive. Um, but in regards, it's, it's absolutely devastating because it's the power of words, somebody saying that to you. But in the context of the whole situation, a frustrated teenager or somebody not getting their own way or having a tantrum or it could be anything or in a heat of an argument with your partner and these silly words come out and then you just wish you could just like reel them all back in. We've just got to be really aware of the power of our words. And if you haven't got the right thing to say, shut up, just don't say it. That's true kindness and that's being honest. Do you know what it is? I think it's um, not fearing silence. <laughs> well done. Right, I know wow. that's ironic. <laughs> Wise words. Wait, is you get? No, just hear me out here, right? And I'm applying this actually because I've learned it more at work. Which I don't, just not laughing at me. But, I, right, I watched a mystery shop of mine. And I know, I do talk a lot, I know I do. But I think I've really realised on this mystery shop when I'm being filmed how much I talk. And um, I just remember thinking, just doesn't matter if there's no noise. I don't, like, it's so safe. I'm going off on a tangent again, but like, someone would be walking into a room and I wouldn't even let them, I wouldn't even give them a chance to feel what they might think in that room. I'd be like, what do you think? What do you think? It's a nice room, isn't it? And the wall's grey and the, the blinds are white and uh, there's a TV on the wall and uh, do you like the dressing table? Blah, 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 blah. Because I think I just used to panic that, the sh that I should be always saying something. Uh, which is I have the opposite yeah. problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't say no. I think sometimes if someone has said something to you and you don't know what to say, and especially if they're with you, just this is gonna sound creepy now, but just smile. <laughs> That's not creepy. <laughs> smile away. It depends how you do <laughs> smile better. <laughs> yeah, I think but you're right. Do you know that silence is this that the dogs die when you start smiling at them. You might be a psychopath. So, I mean, clearly inappropriate, But, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because if we, because we can say the wrong thing, but with all the good intention, you know, we want to say the right things. And I do believe, and I do believe that most people are kind and they, they only want to do the good thing. The challenge in society is that we we distort things to our benefit or distract them to defend ourselves because you know ultimately our brain lives and works just to protect us that's what it does so um but i i think there's a massive amount of information here georgie i just want to make sure that part of this um podcast and where we want to go with it and explore we've got a guest on our next podcast um from the happiness project um, which is a, a Manchester-based project, but it's something we want to share. Now, we've got some stats, and these stats are, for me, they they actually give me goosebumps in fear because of them. So, Georgie, give us some insights into what the epidemic is that we're actually dealing with right now. Yeah, so when I looked into this, I, even I, I just couldn't believe it. Um, so, in the UK alone, 7,000 people die by suicide per year. 
and three quarters of those are men and it, it's just it's just a wild wild statistic and I, don't, I couldn't quite wrap my head around 7,000 people and the only way for me to kind of understand how bad it is is that this might sound like I'm going off on one now but with the coronavirus at the moment and how they, they're treating this is is the death toll is just rising and rising and it's just under 2,000 people I think now that have sadly died from coronavirus but to put that into perspective step, that's not even a fraction of what's happening per year in the UK alone yeah. and so worldwide this is even worse it's just under 900,000 people die by suicide in the world and that's nearly a million people per year it's absolutely devastating it's, yeah it really and I, is and it, i think there's two things there is that's 19 people a day in the uk yeah dying by suicide um and there is a, a huge element of 75 percent of those are men and we have to get better at one as parents raising our children and allowing them to have emotions and connections to their emotions so that they, they can talk to us. There shouldn't be the societal element that a, a male or a man cannot talk about their feelings. There can't ever be a situation where any human being isn't heard for any reason, you know, and yeah. There are bad people in the world, and I'm not saying that we should all go around clapping and saying, oh, isn't life wonderful? Because life is shit and it's hard and it's tough and it's challenging. And some days, even when you've got everything, it's still hard. Um, and I just think we've just got to be better at it. We've got to be better to start listening and going, oh, they said it's depression. Oh, yeah, it's I think it's a powerful thing to do. And yeah, I hate you know, all of this, yeah, but ultimately, even whether it is, somebody is crying for help if they tell yeah. them they are having a bad day and just give that person thanks for letting me know that i really appreciate you what can i do how can i help you tell me about it describe it explain to me you know get that let allow that person just to be heard because i also think though there's a silver lining to every situation and i think the situation that we've been through as a family has made us more aware of mental health in men and with me and you sis we're, we're raising young boys mm -hmm. and we know now how to teach teach our boys that it's okay to talk and you don't have to be this big macho man and you don't have to act up to the how the world perceives a man you're okay to cry and everything is okay to talk about and do you know I, I think um i'm quite renowned for being a bit dippy hippie um some of my friends call me Earth Mum, and some of them call me a vegan, even though I'm not a vegan. Sometimes I like eating chicken. <laughs> and I really love cheese. But um, the point is, is. Oh! <laughs> you lost the point, Beth. <laughs> I was such a dippy hippie. No, um. Oh, yeah, sorry, that, that, I'm sorry I remembered. Sorry, everyone. Um, I really believe that things do. Um, happen for a reason or you meet certain people in your life and it's sort of lined up for you to happen and I am genuinely convinced that like dad brought Tom for me because Tom is just so in tune with his emotions and me and Tom can have an argument and he can cry he can be upset and he can cry or you know he can read something or watch a film or and he'll just cry and it's it's normal it's normal for a man to cry just as much as a woman just because 
you know, where women and we associate with being hormonal and, you know, we're more maternal. Well, it's all right for women to cry, but when a, when a man cries, I've heard people say to me, I've only ever seen my boyfriend cry once. I've only seen my boyfriend cry, to, cry twice. It's not a competition. You know, that's, yeah. that's silly. Men that's should be able to cry. That... It shouldn't be a thing. If a bloke is having a bad day or he sees something on TV and it's made him feel sad or it's made him feel emotional, he should be able to cry. Shouldn't be a thing. You shouldn't be saying, oh, that's great. My boyfriend's crying or my husband's crying. No, let them. Met the, the, everyone are humans. Everyone should be, be in tune with every single emotion that they feel. So I'm down well, with the it. The only way we can move forward is one step at a time. So it's for us to then teach our children that it's okay. Yes, and it's to, it's to talk to other other men and boys that it's okay to to, to feel that way it's okay anybody. to talk about it yeah anybody yeah, yeah. and i and think I, it's I, so I'm important not, just to check in with people yeah and i'm not trying to like exclude women from this because obviously there are women that struggle with their emotions and might you know feel like they can't cry or or, or whatever but i think like you say sis for me having a little boy which again i think has happened for a reason um you know if Seb tells me that he feels sad and he does you know he's, and he's learning about his emotions as well which I think is incredible you know Seb can come up to me and say say that he feels very very sad which is what he does sometimes <laughs> say and I would never ever say to him don't feel sad or don't cry yeah that's, even, even at such a young age you shouldn't say things like it doesn't matter if it's a little boy or a little girl I'll always say to him why do you feel sad come and give mummy a hug or tell me about it what's happened and I think that's it's just such small things isn't it because you can naturally say don't cry to a child but you shouldn't you shouldn't ever say it to anyone no and I think that kind of um, perfect wrap up by the way Uh, good statistics Georgie thank you for sharing really important good to associate with kind and everything that happens in our life so the uh, the book kind as well um and I, I think what i'd like everybody to do and kind of and reflect on from our conversation that we've just had is the power of words and the impact of our words and to be really conscious of what comes out of our maids because we're really good at just filling the noise as you've said bet and then sometimes not realizing what we've actually said so if somebody is upset ask why are you upset not oh don't be upset because even that little sentence even though we think we're being kind what we're doing is we're putting a block up to say you shouldn't be that so just be really conscious of the words that you use be kind but also please just be human we do not know what the other person is going through we have no idea what somebody else's story is ever unless that person it graces us and I genuinely believe that if somebody shares their story with you you should be really feel really kind of enamored and go that's amazing that somebody's actually graced you with their story and we don't do that we are we're always too busy nobody's ever too busy by the way and that's a different podcast because I can rant about that one for a long time but I think let's be kind with honesty and truthfulness and care and just be very very conscious of our words that we use and just think simple what you're laughing at sorry georgie was just calling the most disgusting face and i'm not mm-hmm. taking it away from what you were saying mom because that it, you are absolutely right but she will like a big girl she was just <laughs> so i know sorry that is really bad to, uh, to finish on that note so that wasn't very kind no i've just, just got one girl, last thing but... to say then i'll finish up so let's go right. back to statistics 
Yeah. So there's just under a million people a year that die by suicide worldwide. So that's one million people that felt that that they had no nowhere else to go. So think how many more millions of people are near that point. Yeah. So you could bump into any of these people in, in your day to day life. I think that's just so that just puts it into this perspective that you can meet anybody, you can make an impact on their lives. Just just be kind. And just being kind doesn't mean you know showering them with all these different yeah, like things that we think we should do. Being kind is yeah. Being kind is just smiling. So yeah. that's it. That's, that, that is it. You don't have to do any more than that. Yeah. It's simple kindness and simple honesty and be aware of your words. Great, girls. Absolutely loved it. I hope you've enjoyed it too. Have you? Yeah, yeah I've enjoyed it. Fabulous. So that our pod- genuine, I have. That's great. Uh, <laughs> as genuine. Um, so uh, our podcasts are going to go out on Wednesdays. So uh, I don't even know what day it is. It's a Wednesday. It'll go out, yeah, so on Wednesdays. So next week we will be um, with guests. That'll be exciting. And if anybody wants to join us and talk about and give grace us with their story, we will be delighted to. Um, and you can either click on the, um, the link in the podcast or you can email debbie at mindyourself.me. That's my spiel. What are you laughing at, Georgie? Sorry. Uh, what are you laughing at? I was laughing at this piece of hair here like this, I'm so sorry. Okay, so just so everybody knows, we're actually recording this on Zoom um, and we can actually see each other, so it makes it very personal because the girl and, is Bolton and I'm in Edinburgh. And we've I want to, yes, we're all in grey hoodie. <laughs> and I want to thank everybody so far. We got a phenomenal response from the very first podcast. I've had people contact me who I've not spoken to for five years. I've had some really warm and open things and people been uh, the ability to be able to connect to the story and actually find it of use. And that's ultimately, we can if we make one difference to one person, then as far as I'm concerned, we've done a bloody awesome job. So and this has mom, been Mind mom, mom, Yourself. Mom, before... Go yes, on, Bethany. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined your outro. <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry, it's the outro. The fake word outro. Um, not fake word. I was going <laughs> to help you plug the hashtag you're trying to do. Oh, go on. No, you know it. I don't know it. I've forgotten what it is. <laughs> you stopped us. You stopped us to say that. You know, the one, the one, one, one. Yes, what is it? (laughs) One difference, one person, what is it? (laughs) One person, one difference. So if we can make a difference to one person, then we've achieved something. So hashtags, Bethan, if you want to know, are be human, be kind, hashtag one person. And the pen drop, boom. So this has been Mind Yourself Podcast. Thank you for listening and please do share. Bye. Say goodbye, girls. Bye.